everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. I'm your host, Bob Rathbun, coming to you on the road this week. We're in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we are excited because this week we announced our 2023 Jersey Mike's High School Girls and Boys National Semifinalists, 10 players on each list, and to that end, we'll dive into the girls' list with Brett McCormick from Blue Star Basketball. He'll talk about not only the players on the list, but some others that have caught his attention. Plus, we'll go over his very interesting basketball career. That's all coming up in just a moment. Speaking of the women's game, we want to salute Oklahoma guard Taylor Robertson. She broke the Division I women's basketball career record for three-pointers with number 498 earlier in the week. Number 14, Oklahoma, will play host to West Virginia on Saturday. But, of course, the big one in women's college basketball is going to be Sunday at noon on Big Fox. It's going to be South Carolina taking on Connecticut, and that game in Hartford, we need say nothing else. The two Titans will clash in Connecticut on Sunday. Key games, of course, every weekend in the men's, and the Big 12 race is just crazy. I mean, every weekend you've got amazing matchups, and this weekend's no different. Kansas will have to go to Iowa State now after getting back on the beam, and Texas will play at Kansas State. In the SEC, it's Auburn at Tennessee, and in the ACC, Miami goes to Little John to take on Clemson. Now, if the Tigers are going to win the ACC's regular season, that's almost a must-win for them as they try to hold off a red-hot Virginia ball club. Miami is right in the race, so that's a key game. It kind of, in some ways, overshadows a very different Duke-North Carolina game. Neither team is ranked. Neither team is close to the top in the ACC. But it's such a different game this year. The first of the two regular season matchups comes at Cameron. This will be the first time since 1961-62 there will be no Coach K, no Roy Williams, or no Dean Smith on the sidelines. Think about that. Big Ten matchup, number one Purdue. In state, they go to Bloomington to take on Indiana. And in the West Coast Conference, St. Mary's, did you know, they are leading the league. They got a game lead over Gonzaga, and they host the Zags on Saturday night, late game, 10.30 Eastern time. Gonzaga is 8-1 and in the conference. St. Mary's 9-0. So if the Gales are going to take the West Coast Conference regular season, they can really distance themselves from the Zags with a win coming up on Saturday night. My conversation with Brett McCormick as we dive into the Jersey Mike's High School Girls National Semifinal list after this from Jersey Mike's. Did you know at Jersey Mike's, the juice is their signature real red wine vinegar and olive oil blend? It adds a little zing to your sub. And did you know scientists named the dinosaur after me? The great Davidosaurus? All statements about the juice adding zing at Jersey Mike's are true, while all statements about Davidosaurus are completely made up and silly. Someone's mad they don't have their own dino. I'm not mad, it's silly. You sound mad. I'm trained to speak without emotion. You sure? Fine, I'm a little mad. Add a flavor zing with the juice. Jersey Mike's. A sub above. It is a real pleasure to welcome Brett McCormick to the podcast this week from Blue Star Basketball in conjunction with the release of our 2023 Jersey Mike's Naismith Trophy Girls High School semifinalists that came out today. You can check out the list for both the boys and the girls at NaismithTrophy.com. And Brett brings such a unique perspective. He's one of our most active voters, so we welcome him. And glad to know, Brett, that you're feeling better. And uh, this is this is our time of the year, so it's great to have you back on the beam. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Before we get into the 2023 list of the 10 players, uh, 
let's talk a little bit about your background, Brett, because, well, first and foremost, uh, you're, you're joining us from downtown Erlanger, Kentucky. And if you've ever flown into Cincinnati, you know where Erlanger is. And that's right. You've got you you've touched everything, Brett. Uh, this in this game from coaching, high school, college, officiating, playing, you name it. Uh, what a career! How did this all start for you? When, when did you start playing in high school? Where are you from? I actually grew up in West Virginia. It's about three hours down the Ohio River from Cincinnati. Um, and it's kind of the same scenario. I live in northern Kentucky, and you go across the Ohio River, and you're in Cincinnati. And I lived in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is right on the Ohio River. And you went across the, the bridge, the Ohio River, and you were in Galflees, Ohio. So it's kind of the same scenario, except it's not as big an area. It's a smaller area. So, But uh, I always just loved basketball from a young age. It's been my whole life. That's all I ever cared about. And uh, I actually – you know, grad, played small college basketball. Then when I graduated, I had a job, and I wasn't happy with what I was doing. So I went back to college, and I got my teaching certificate, and I started, you know, teaching school. And then all of a sudden, I, I'd been refereeing and, you know, coaching some middle school basketball, and uh, I started working basketball, summer basketball camps. And a guy hired me on the men's side because he liked my work ethic. And then I switched over to the women's side, and did that, and that's kind of it in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> and officiating gives you a different perspective on the game, does it not? Yeah, it does. I don't really say too much to the referees. Uh, sometimes I let them know. Like last night, we had a game last night. I was my fresh coach and freshman, and uh, I, you know, I let them know that. And I was on him, and he, he, he actually told me I better settle down. But it's a thing where there's a point of emphasis each year. Where, and the point of emphasis is this year in a lot of the states, like in Kentucky and Ohio or whatever, is you're not allowed to put your hands on people. You know what I mean? And they were really hand-checking us hard last night. Actually, I think they could have called it better both ways. Uh, so, but, but they didn't, but I get it. So, but I don't uh, – it just I, – I can give them a lot of tips, you know, my players. <laughs> I'm sure you can. About what not to do. So, Yeah. Well, Brett, you migrated over to the player evaluation side of basketball, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what led you there. It seems, you know, to me to be a very natural thing to do, but what got you interested in in, uh, in player evaluation? Well, I actually met this guy. His name was Mike White, who I used to work for. It was All-Star Girls Report. And uh, he, I was, I was a college coach at the time, and I met him, and he was starting up a scouting service in 1995. And um, – so I would actually, when I kind of helped him out, I'd go out and evaluate players and send him, send him the information or whatever, you know. And it wasn't illegal because I wasn't taking any money or anything. I was just, or he'd call me up and he'd say, hey, do you know who so-and-so is? And do you have like an address or a phone number? And I'd give it to him. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to hire you one of these days. And I said, well, I don't think so because I'm on the coach. And so then things just I kind of hit a lull there or wasn't happy. And so I started working for him in, uh, I think it was 98, 1998. And, um, and I kind of did that for six years. And then the coach – and, see, I, I have a lot of connections. Some, a lot in the men's game, too. I have a lot of friends that have been in the women's game. So coaches call me a lot and say, can you recommend an assistant coach? And so Cincinnati called me and was asked me to recommend the assistant coaches. And they kind of went through their list. 
And so they called me up on a Friday and they said, well, we're recruiting you now. We want you to come coach with us. And I kind of laughed. And so then they called me the next day and they kept calling me. And so then that's why I moved to Northern Kentucky because I took the assistant women's basketball coaching job at University of Cincinnati back in 2004. <laughs> so Wow. Then now you're with Blue Star Basketball, and we wanted to have you I, on to talk. I, I'm kind of independent. I do still do whatever. I, I work for them some this summer, but I kind of do more independent, like in a sense myself, because okay. that way I'm I'm sort of semi-retired in a way, and I still do that. But then I, you know, uh, just I've done so much traveling. Like you know, you told me, hey, I'm in Salt Lake City today, or I'm here or there. That's the way I was. I was somewhere every weekend all over the place, and it was just getting kind of old, all the travel and all that. So I kind of cut back a little bit. Very good. Well, we, we're excited to have you on, Brett, because, as you know, this week we announced our semifinalists for the uh, Jersey Mike's Naismith Trophy Girls Award. And I was wondering if you'd be so kind as to kind of give us a thumbnail on, on what you think are the, the top co- candidates uh, in your eyes for this year's award. Okay. Well, for an example, um, the, sometimes I have developed relationships, in a sense, with kids, and I'm still being objective. But there's a kid out of uh, Staten Island, New York, named Nicole Melius. She's a 5'8 guard, and she's she just scored her 3,000th point. She's averaging about 40-some points a game this year. And uh, she, the funny thing is, she I've never met a player like her. She reminds me of a Larry Bird that you can't get in her head. If you if you make her mad, she's going to score 40 points on you. I've never met a girl or coached a girl like her, you know what I mean, when I was coaching you, that, that you can't get in her head. If you make her mad, that just – she says, well, that's it. I'm going to kill you now, and she does. <laughs> so uh, that was one girl that I had put on my list that didn't make the cut. But, uh, you know, she's got volleyball range. Uh, you know, great passer. Uh, you know, young, she she's literally you do have to guard her when she steps off the bus. I'm not exaggerating. That's the kind wow. of ring she has. And she's actually going to go to LaSalle now because her mother was really sick, and she was originally going to go to Georgia Tech, but it's closer to home since she's from Staten Island, New York. So she was one player. And see, that's the thing. They want to even McDonald's. They want to get the best high school players. But sometimes they don't necessarily go with the kids that perform as much on the high school level. And she did well in AAU, too, not saying that. But I think they overlook kids like that sometimes. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on her. I mean, we got plenty of awards here, you know. And <laughs> she has a great college career. We'll be back. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the ones that, uh, that are on the list that, that you are, uh, have firsthand knowledge of. Well, let's see, like K.K. Arnold, the big guard from Germantown in Wisconsin that's going to UConn. Uh I think she's good. Like, I've been watching UConn this year, and, of course, you know, they don't have um, Paige and they don't have AZ Fudd. But I just feel like that their other players they got, the reason it's tough, Gino's doing a great job, but they're not really scorers, so to speak. So I don't think a lot of people guard those certain kids as much they don't have to because they know if they can't get to the rim or get something in fast break then they're not really going to hurt them as much you know i think i think kk arnold will be a a great great guard for him because 
she is very athletic. She's a three-level scorer, and I think she'll fit in well at UConn, number one. Uh, another kid that made the list that's a younger kid is a girl named Jelani Cambridge mm-hmm. from from down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I think she goes to Innsworth High School. Uh, I've been watching her since she was like in fifth grade, and uh, she's only five foot five. But that that doesn't matter to me. But to some coaches, they don't like small guards. But she she has been playing up. When she was in the fifth grade, she played against seventh graders. She dominated them. When she was in seventh grade, she played against ninth graders and she dominated them. So she's been playing up her whole career, and she's you know pretty much you know dominated everybody she's played played against even though she was a couple of years younger so it's good to see a uh, you know up and coming kid that's not a you know a 23 kid senior kid that to make the list i, I think she's very deserving of being on the list and uh, another junior uh made the cut yeah uh, tell us about uh, Katarina Koval yeah yeah Katarina Koval mm-hmm. yeah i like her she's a true true post Six five, uh, she just keeps getting better and better, and uh, you know she, she, she. I like I saw her, you know, last year and the year before, and I thought, you know, she's going to be a, you know, she's going to be a probably a top ten kid before it's all over, and uh, I think she will be, and and she's definitely, you know, with her size and everything, she'll keep working. She'll be a WNBA player when it's all said and done. There's no doubt about it. So she wow. she definitely deserves to be on the list. And you don't have a lot of uh, – in the women's game, that used to be you wanted a 6'3 post player. Now you're 6'3 players. They're wings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, she's a true 6'5 low block player that people can play inside out. They can play through her. So it was good to see her, you know, make the top ten there. Of the eight seniors, you mentioned Arnold, um, and I look at their commits. Uh, to college, and it's uh, in a lot of ways, it's uh, you know the usual names that you would see uh, mm-hmm. of the seniors, other than Arnold that you mentioned. Uh, what can you tell us about some of these these other young ladies that made the top ten? Well, probably the number one player in the country, and she's she's sort of been that way since a young age. She was a, she already had great size at a young age. Is Juju Watkins, Judea yeah. Watkins, California. And she's a six-foot wing, and she stayed home to go to USC, you know, Southern Cal. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, she she just kind of – I always thought she was a great player. I didn't – for the longest time, I didn't think she gave the effort on the defensive end, but I think she finally figured it out this year. And so she's kind of become that complete player. So there's no doubt, not unless she decides to quit basketball, she'll be a lottery pick, whatever you want to call it, when she comes out. To go into the WNBA, she's just so talented and and so athletic, and she's a very tough matchup. Brad, looking back in in your scouting life, yeah. who was the best girls high school player you ever saw in person? I'm gonna say Diana Taurasi. Not a bad choice. I'll tell you why because I remember when she came out that um, I used to go out to California a lot, and it was her AAU team was playing against, uh, it used to be Narbonne. Narbonne used to do- dominate back in California back in, the, I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, they had a really good team. You know, they had several girls that ended up going on to the WNBA. 
And Tarasi, I think she was like a freshman. She dropped 50 on them in a heartbeat. <laughs> so uh, you knew right away she was just a very special player. And you can't argue with her success in the WNBA. So. And did she have that competitive fire back then that she has exhibited since? Yes. That's what that's what made her, her stand out, and that's what made her – you know, people – the way people are made up, they're a certain way – that's what makes them the player that they are. Yeah, and she had that competitive fire and competitive juices, and that's what made her the player that she was, you know, because she and Gina used to butt heads all the time, but, you know, she didn't care. She she was going to rock the boat because, you know, she wanted to win, and she kind of wanted to do what she wanted, and, and I think she and Gina kind of worked it out, even though they butted heads. I, I loved uh, Gino's line uh, when they were racking up all the championships. He said, well, I got Tarasi and you don't. There you <laughs> that's go. the difference. Yeah, and, and the same thing when he had Brianna Stewart. He had Brianna Stewart, and they didn't – that no one else did. Right, you know? right. And he just, hasn't, he just hasn't gotten that player. See, originally they were supposed to get Aaliyah Boston, and if they'd have had her, I'd say they would still be okay. That's what they lack now. They haven't had a good big big player since Stephanie Dolson, basically. And they like they like their bigs to be able to pass the ball, and that they just haven't been able to get that good big you know low post right. type play. And uh, so they've gotten other good players, and you know they've had a lot of injuries. So I'm sure everybody's not feeling sorry for UConn because they dominated. But I'm one of those people. I like the like I love Tiger Woods. Because you know, you know, he won all the time, and that was the thing. He didn't want to beat you by one; he wanted to beat you by fifteen. So I like the people, like the Alabamas in football, that are good every year. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm the one. That's the teams I kind of gravitate to because they're consistent. They just don't win one championship and then you never hear about them again. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Fred, uh, thank you so much for your time. We we appreciate this, and we thank you for. Uh, all the great work you do to help us on the Naismith Awards, and, and we wish you nothing but the best and glad you're feeling better. All right, thanks. If you ever need anything, just give me a call. Have a great day. That is going to do it for this week on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Please rate and review. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. You can tell your friends that they can find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. Love to have you join us for the ride. It's starting to get interesting. That's all from this week. So long from Salt Lake City. For all of us at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathbun, so long.